0: My ask for this week, let's eat this passage this week together. Mark chapter ten, verse fifty two. If you're not sure what eating the word is, just invite you to sit with the Lord. Read Mark ten fifty two, sit with Jesus, and then share what the Lord speaks to you with a close friend, or you can email it to us. We'd love to hear from you. We've been uh, centering all that we are on Jesus. We've been on the centrality of Jesus for months now. And what it boils down to really is lordship. And that word that Brother Joel sent me this morning out of Romans fifteen thirteen. 13, uh, one of the things that really caught my attention was the Lord is calling us to center everything on him. And uh, I just confirmed that word. I know that's right. I mentioned Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart, the single in heart. We we can't be loving the things of the world and loving Him at the same time and expect to see the results that we want to see. Um, what we want to do is live present to His presence. And if you want to write that down, you can. It's a little catchy phrase. Let's live present to His presence. He lives in you. You know, Jesus didn't die for you and then put His own very own spirit inside of you so you could be Lord of your own life. And He'd be spectator. But that's where a lot of the church is, you know the, He's savior, thank you, Jesus, and when I'm dead, I'll go to heaven, I'll take it from here, hope I do good. no he he cleansed you, John 1 29. John the Baptist, behold the Lamb of God that does what takes away the sin, singular, the sin of the world. okay John, and then verse thirty three, four verses later, and he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. So the first was the reason for the second. You got the whole gospel in John 129 through 33. John the Baptist broken down for you. He's going to cleanse all the world's sin so that everybody say so that his spirit can move inside of you. Stacy was asking me this morning how some churches they struggle they they think they actually have rules for how they uh, act in church that's different than the world. Like, in other words, in the church, we, we, we can't do this. Oh, the, the building is sacred. But out there, it's okay to do it. I've attended basketball meetings, church meetings, play basketball with uh, guys. And th- sometimes they'll say, uh, remember, guys, we're at the church, okay, so no cussing. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as we get out the door, it's just, uh, hey, okay, here we go, let it rip. She said, how come that stuff happens? I said, because they don't understand that we're the church. That the Spirit of God has moved into you. You're His temple. You're His dwelling place. Yeah, that's just a building. Just some rock and stone. Man, I thank God for this building. Amen, don't you? I thank God for this whole... we got 13 acres. we got 15,000 square feet. I thank God for that. But that is not the church. You're the church. Tabernacle means dwelling place of God. And that's who you are. Do you not know... That you're not your own, but you've been bought with a price and you're the temple now of the Holy Spirit. So why am I saying that? We want to live present to his presence. We want to orient our lives around Jesus Christ. That was the word Joel was getting. Thank you, Joel, for sharing that this morning. So uh, we're talking about the centrality of Jesus and centering, ordering orienting our lives around him. We want to be his followers, his disciples, his students, his uh, light and salt in the earth. And so in looking at it, here's a couple of things. We've got to know his person, know his, uh, the reason he came, his mission. And then we, we need to know his teaching. As Christ followers. Let's know his teaching. First of all, he taught truth. You don't determine the truth. Make sure your kids and your grandkids know this because they live in a culture that says, uh, you can just pick whatever you are. No, you don't determine the truth. You discover the truth. John 8:32. Remember Jesus said, truth isn't something you determine. He said something you come to know. And when you know the truth, it will set you free. You'll live a free life. Number two, he taught God as our Father. Man, praise God for this. How I many of you know the new covenant contract has got better, better promises, <laughs> better covenant than the old uh, covenant. Nobody called God Father in the Old Testament. Matter of fact, they kind of related to him as the Godfather. Right. You cross him, he might break both your legs. He might smite you, oh smiter. Jesus came calling God Abba, Daddy God. No wonder they were offended by him. How dare you? We won't even write the God's name on a piece of paper, and you're relating to him like your family. So they killed him my goodness. So Jesus comes introducing a new way that we can relate to God. And we get to relate to him as family. We're family now. We have the same father. How come I can't stay mad at you? Because we're family. We got the same father, born of the same spirit, washed in the same blood. Not that I ever get mad at you. (laughs) Maybe once or twice. Now, it's okay for you to believe that God is your heavenly Father. Now, you need to be born again, okay? It's okay for you to believe it. Now, why? Why is it okay? Ephesians 1, 4, Amplified. Even as in His love, He chose us. He He picked us out for Himself as His own. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Something else I saw that I believe was for everybody in this room when uh, we were singing that last song forever. I saw not just the delivery truck, not just the boxing ring, I saw a wedding ring. And he said, tell them I chose them and I married myself to them and I do not regret my choice. So don't ever regret regret that he chose you. I know you wouldn't have chose you. I wouldn't have chose me. But he chose you that you might bear much fruit That you might be married to Him, joined to Him, produce kids after His own kind in the Spirit. So He picked us as His own. How did He do it? Where did He do it? In Christ. He chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world that we would be holy, set apart for Him, blameless. He chose you to be blameless. This is all His idea. It's okay for you to believe it. You didn't even have to dance a special dance or give an extra hundred in today's offering. So God will like you. He did all this before you showed up. (laughs) If you do want to give an extra hundred, though. All right. (laughs) Blameless in His sight. Even above reproach before Him in love. Look at verse 5. For He foreordained us. He destined us. He planned in love for us to be adopted the whole time. How many of you know that adoption by law is even a stronger bond than than natural family. If you adopt somebody, you cannot forsake them. You can't break the bond. And He adopted us and then revealed us. Not only adopted you, He wants to reveal you as His own children through Jesus Christ. All of creation, all the American culture, groans for the revealing of the sons of God. Does anybody have hope? Does anybody have light? Does anybody have truth? There's so much fussing and fighting. Everything's an argument. Stay away from that. We do not war like the world does. You'll never accomplish a kingdom end through unkingdom methods ever. You'll never achieve a righteous end through unrighteous means. Stay in the Spirit. Keep your spirit mind, the mind of Christ, elevated over your natural carnal mind, your mental mind. I love this. I mean, it's so powerful. To be adopted, and then everybody say it with me, revealed as his own children through Jesus Christ in accordance with the purpose of his will. So it was always God's plan for him to be your father, that he would beget you. Jesus, Romans chapter 8, is the firstborn, the prototype of many other brethren. God was making family. The family was the plan all along. And boy, we spent how many weeks? Three weeks on the prodigal son. So don't find yourself living out in the bunkhouse somewhere as a slave thinking that you didn't do enough to get yourself back home. He's the one who saw the son, ran for the son, tackled him, kissed him, and restored his sonship. What is he saying? The father is saying, I'm not settling for anything less than sonship. Hey brother Ken. Would you let any of them know, I may not be done by 1130. Just tell them it could be 1140. Thank you. (laughs) Because I got to get this out. As his own children through Jesus Christ in accordance with the purpose of his will. Now look at this, because it pleased him. It was his kind intent to adopt you and make family out of you. Spirit begets spirit. Are you born again? That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. You've been born again by an incorruptible seed. 1 Peter chapter 1. Verse 23. The word seed in the Greek? Sperma. It's family. Like you are of him. That's why we were saying the devil doesn't care if you're just praying band-aids on your, your uh, cuts and your abrasions your whole life. He never wants you to figure out you have authority to deal the devil damaging blows. Why? You're a son of Almighty God. You're a son. You're a daughter. Well, see, I don't know what you're saying. I didn't say you're the son of God. But I said you are a son, a daughter of God. You're His spirit-born offspring. Like begets like. Spirit. God is spirit. So what What are His kids? Spirit. That's why we've got to keep your spirit mind, the mind of Christ, over your natural mind. Or you'll just fall prey to the culture like everybody else. But we're not going to do it. And you know, if you listen to everybody else, it's like, man, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. The world is going to whirl, but the church, we're going to get stronger and stronger. Have you read Daniel chapter 2? Verse 44 and 45. A small, in the days of those kings. Remember, the Nebuchadnezzar had the, the dream. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And we had the the giant image, the statue there. And one small stone that was cut out without human hands. So it wasn't man-made. Struck the foot of the image and all the other kingdoms crumbled. And that tiny stone, that one small stone became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. That's us. And here we thought we were limping to the finish line. Get your Vienna sausage, boys. And your 12 gauge. We're heading to the mountains. The devil is taking over. <laughs> spam instead of Vienna sausage. And bring a skillet, because I like spam with some grated cheese on it. Now granted, I hadn't had it since I was about eight. But man, I loved it. Ron, you put a little cheese on there, a little miracle whip on your bread. I loved it as a little tykester. <laughs> What a, what's the Spirit of the Lord saying? What He's saying is, listen, you're, you can do more and affect more change than you think you have. You don't have to succumb to the culture. They are down. They are depressed. They are looking for... They are mad. Because the media and all that, they stir strife. You can tell we're don't, we don't war flesh and blood. It's principalities and powers that have invaded this country to try to orchestrate man against man, woman against woman, black against white. You know, all this stuff. But we don't know each other by the flesh. We know each other by the Spirit. So we're good to one another, especially the household of faith. We can live an overcoming life because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Christ living on the inside of us. My goodness. Jesus Christ was both the revelation of the nature of God and the power of God. And the same Spirit that raised Him from the dead is inside you. So you you get to be a revelation of the nature of God. Here's what He's really like and also the power of God. Dealing damaging blows. I have people arguing with me on Facebook that God wants to heal people. I mean, and they're Christians. I mean, what Bible are you reading? Sickness was clearly an enemy Jesus fought against. And now He's in you, and you want to just tell people just roll with it? Sorry to hear about it? That don't make any sense. How about this one? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Any sickness in heaven? Well, you're going to make people feel bad. Well, my theology is not based on everybody's feelings. I'm going with the Word. Amen? Amen? I mean, I'm fighting for them. I want them to be well. I want them to be whole. I'm not... You guys know me. I'm putting condemnation on anybody. I'm not telling anybody it's their fault. I've prayed for myself before. And sometimes I was healed supernaturally and sometimes I wasn't. But I didn't, I didn't nullify the word of God because I didn't see what I was hoping for. Amen. My theology is not based on everybody's experiences. Verse 6. It was, I love this because it pleased him. It was the good pleasure of his will to do this for us, that you would be his kids. Uh It wasn't begrudgingly. He loved doing it. Verse six: So that we might be to the praise and the commendation of his glorious grace, which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved. Why are we so nice to each other? We're we're accepted in the beloved. We're accepted. Adrian's accepted to me. We're part. If I'm accepted, he's accepted. If he's accepted, I'm accepted. We're all accepted in the beloved. What comes after the word beloved? No, there's something there. It's a period. Have you settled that in your mind that the brother and sister next to you are accepted in the beloved? Period. The staff of this church, you may like some of us, you may not like some of us, but every one of us are accepted in the beloved, period. Well, I tell you, I'd like them better if they'd change. That's uh, not what it says. (laughs) It doesn't say you're accepted in the beloved as long as Ben doesn't say that one thing. I hate it when Ben says I hate it when Ben does that. And I don't have anything in mind. I'm just using that. <laughs> it doesn't say that. Accepted in the beloved. Well, as long as Brian uh, does this. No, it just says accepted in the beloved, period. Now, as a staff, if we've ever hurt you, we apologize. It has never been anyone's intent in leadership to hurt anybody. I promise you. I can say that with all the conviction in my heart. But... You know, even last week, sharing the microphone with some of you and letting people share testimonies. We have to always be able to say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Well, you may say, well, I, you know, Josh kirkus he spoke that one time, I was hoping it was Steve. Whoever the Lord puts in front of you, you've got to be able to say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Or she, if the Lord puts a woman in front of you to share. Hey, if it's truth, amen, celebrate it. We can't know each other by the flesh. I'm not somehow super qualified more than Josh is. Now, I've shared a few thousand more times. But the same Christ that qualifies me is who qualified him. So what am I saying? I'm saying we've got to have unity in this house. We've got to live what the Scripture says. Well, you don't understand. She hurt me that one time. Okay, I understand that. But Jesus wants you to forgive. Forgive and not know people after the flesh. And if the Lord puts that person in front of you, humble yourself and say, Lord, thank you for this person. Whatever truth is there, let me hear it. Let me receive it. Amen. What well, if the Lord sends me to Africa and then Australia and, well, and, and Stacy too? <laughs> Don't do that, Lord. <laughs> but if I'm gone for two months, Well, I wish Brother Steve was speaking. No, you get that out of your mind. Blessed is he who comes. In the name of the Lord, I can receive. Remember, Jesus couldn't do any great miracle in his hometown because they knew him by the flesh. They knew him by the flesh. Let's don't know each other by the flesh. Let's have unity in the church. Let's have love for one another. Let's have honor for God and his word, whoever's delivering it. Amen? I mean, Brother Joel, he delivered a wonderful prophetic word to me by text this morning. I didn't be like, well, who's Joel? (laughs) I'm like, Lord, this is true. Thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you for using Joel. You know I'm incomplete without Joel. You know that, right? I'm incomplete without Ron. When the Lord looks in this room, he doesn't see multiple Christs. He sees one Christ. And Joel's carrying something that I'm not carrying near as well. Same with Martin over there. Same with Vance. I thank God for Vance. Vance is a financial uh, genius, blessing. You know, he's got the uh, Dave Ramsey stuff. uh, Super smart with money. I thank God for that. He's also a great greeter. Doesn't know a stranger. Well, I wish Vance wasn't so friendly. Well, take it up with Jesus. I mean, it's it's Christ's expression in him. (laughs) I wish Steve wouldn't laugh so much. Well, take it up with Jesus. I mean, I love that. Well, you're out of your mind. I am out of my mind. I'm into my spirit where I should be. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. If we're supposed to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might, how are we going to do that if we don't have any joy? So practice, man, receiving the joy of the Lord every single day. I Love that passage, Psalm 126 verse 1 and 2, that how we rejoice when he brought us out of bondage and back into Zion. Zion is the church according to Hebrews. It says we laughed and we laughed and we laughed and we laughed. Like, well, we don't do that here. Well, it's in the Bible. We could do some, America could do, use some laughter. Even the comedians have caught on to it. They're like, we can't say anything. We get everything's offensive to everybody because there's a religious spirit at work in the country, a self-righteous spirit. That's what it is. We've seen it before. Just not wearing the guise of the church or religions coming out of paganism. You can't say that you hurt my feelings. You can't say that you offend me. I don't have the power to offend you. You have to take offense. And we're not going to pass six million laws for you. What we're going to do is ask you to grow up and mature like the rest of us and handle it. Don't take it personal. Yeah. Amen. Good lands. <laughs> this is all the introduction. Uh, <laughs> that's why I said, Ken, tell him I'm going to be a little late. Look at John 14, 7. Remember, Jesus came introducing God as our Father. It's okay to believe it. It was all God's idea. That was in Ephesians chapter 1. So He shows up calling Him Abba. John 14, 7. He says, If you'd have known Me, you'd known My Father also. And from now on you know Him and you've seen Him. Wow. You've seen the nature of Father God in Jesus Christ, His begotten offspring. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we'll believe. Jesus said, have I been with you so long you still don't recognize me? Philip, he who's seen me has seen the Father. He who's seen me has seen the Father. How many people did Jesus tell, I'm sorry you're sick, but it's the Father's will that you're sick? None. He who's seen me has seen the Father. How is it you're asking me show you the Father? I'm right here. The Father's in me right now. The Father's in me talking to you. I'm in Him and He's in me. John 17. Don't you believe that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me? The words I speak to you, I don't speak of my own authority. The Father who dwells in me does the miracles. The Father's doing the works, guys. That's incredible. Believe me that I'm in the Father. The Father's in me. Or believe uh, for the sake of the works themselves. So this is powerful. Here's what I want you to do, guys. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to, as you go through the Gospels, look at the miracles of Jesus. Look at the exploits of Jesus and sit with the Father and say, Father, what are you saying through this miracle to me? What are you saying through because the Father's the one doing the works. Jesus is here to reveal who the Father is. The Father's doing all these signs and wonders. So that you could know him. This needed to be answered. Because we've seen Sodom and Gomorrah. We've seen the Old Testament. We saw the angels wipe out cities. God who are you really as my father? What is your true nature? Because while the Old Testament revealed God's nature towards sin. He's not a big fan. The New Testament reveals God's nature towards the sinner. Thank God he didn't say. If you've seen Moses you've seen the Father. Thank God He didn't say, if you saw Sodom and Gomorrah, you've seen the Father. He didn't say that. If you've seen cities burned to the ground and women and children killed, you've seen the Father. He didn't say that. He said, if you've seen Me, you've seen the Father. Boy, we need this revelation. God is Christ-like, and if God is Christ-like, He is good. He means well, and He means humanity well. How many times did Jesus say? Three times. I didn't come to destroy people, judge them, condemn them. I came to save them. That's the heart of God right there. Three times He said that. So He's just putting the Father on display. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so it is the Father's, the true revelation of His nature, to save and not destroy. Amen. I guess I didn't get through, did I? Or did I? Yeah, I did. All right. Here's what I want you to do. Sit in Scripture, let the Father show Himself to you through the works. Now, how about this, guys? One of the reasons that the Father is doing the works through Jesus is so you'll know this. Are you ready? So you'll always know that no matter what your lot in life is, wherever you are right now, it's open to something supernatural changing it. That you're not locked Fixed or stuck in something. You, whatever, wherever you've been, whatever's happened, you don't have to stay there. That's one of the reasons the Father is doing these works through Jesus. Because I'm telling you right now, blind Bartimaeus, the man at the pool of Bethesda, I think they were pretty tired of their lot in life. But look at an openness to supernatural possibility. That's why the devil doesn't want Any uh, well, all the gifts have passed away. There's no more healing. There's more. That's straight from the devil. (laughs) Jesus same yesterday, today, and forever. Man, oh man. Isn't it good to know that wherever you are, whatever you're facing, your Father, your heavenly Father, can turn it. He can change it. Where's Joe Strange? Joe, stand up back there on the back row. Look at this guy, Joe Strange. That's his name. He he got born again a couple of months ago, water baptized on Wednesday night. Give Joe a big hand. (laughs) Now, Joe was rolling along in life and guess what happened? He wasn't stuck. He wasn't in a position where nothing could change. There was no hope. God changed this man's life. And where He once was is not where He now is. Somebody praise God. Thank you, Joe. Talk to Him. He'll tell you. Talk to Melanie. She'll tell you. He's light years different. He's way different. Why Why the miracles? Why signs and wonders? So that human beings would know. No matter where you're at right now, something supernatural can absolutely change your life. Heaven broke through into Joseph's heart. And he's a different individual. Okay, are you ready for the Scriptures and the Word now? (laughs) Hallelujah. All right. So we're going through the miracles. This was from a couple of weeks ago in case you forgot. We're going through the miracles. Our Father has compassion on those who are suffering. Remember, Jesus healed a leper. I'm not going to read it to you again because I already covered it. But remember this. In Luke 17, ten lepers were healed. How many were made whole? One. How many were sozoed? One. Wholeness in your spirit, soul, and body. Only one leper returned in Luke 17 to worship and have a relationship with Jesus. Don't settle for healing when I'm telling you right now under the unction of the Holy Spirit that He is offering you wholeness. Don't settle for healing when you can have wholeness. Now, you think anybody in our culture could stand to see a whole human being? Yeah, absolutely. Number two, the Father invites us to partner with him. Uh there we go. Father invites us to partner with him, and he's generous. This is the feeding of the five thousand. Number three, our father gives hope to all those religion and works as disqualified. That's John chapter eight. We covered that. The woman caught in adultery. She had no chance. She was on the outside looking in until Jesus. And the Father, through Jesus, intervenes on her behalf. You ever felt disqualified? Felt like you hadn't done enough? Well, the good news is Jesus did it for you. Number four, our Father likes to reveal His power and ability in our lives. John chapter 9. Remember the the man was born blind and they're like, Hey, who sinned, this guy or his parents? Because we don't care about him. We just care about our theology. What happened here, Lord? You know, so we're more equipped for next time. (laughs) There's, there's, a, there's a blind man sitting right there. The Savior of the world, Almighty God, Everlasting Father is with them. And they want to know. Yeah, what did he do to get here? My goodness. Now, in that day and age, that's how it was, right? In Deuteronomy 28, if you do bad, you get bad. So that was a, that was a reasonable question based on the old covenant contract. This guy's, he's blind cause he's a sinner. He's not clean like the rest of us. So he's got, he's got sickness and disease. Then clearly he's a sinner. All right. Let's go to the next one. Number five. Our Father is merciful to us in our circumstances and is here to help. Mark 10, 46, they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho, Jesus, with his disciples and a great multitude, look at this guy, love this guy, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that Jesus was coming, this is how I want us to be. When people hear that we're coming to their town, their event, whatever, that they know a culture of health, healing, and wholeness is coming to town. A whole culture of it. Health, healing, and wholeness. It's all provided in the kingdom of God. So he heard they were coming. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they warned him, hey dude, be quiet. We're having church, dude. He cried out on the more. He, he, he got louder. <laughs> Son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 49. So Jesus stood still and commanded him, Hey, bring this guy over. And they called to the blind man and said, Well, be of good cheer. Rise up. He's calling you. And then, verse 50. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? What did you guys notice in verse 50? What did he do? Why did he throw off his beggar's garment? He knew he didn't need it anymore. Jesus had come to town. Don't you dare let the devil or your experiences or your feelings determine your theology. Don't look at the crowd like Pilate. Look at Jesus. If you look at him full on his face, you'll absolutely know that he can heal. You'll know it. You'll know that you know that you know he can heal you. He can make you whole. And blind Bart, he knew it! Said, don't need this anymore! Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Verse 52, and Jesus said, well, go your way, your faith has sozoed you. And immediately, he received his sight, and what did he do? He followed Jesus. That's us! We're Jesus followers, not world followers. Amen. That's so powerful. This man has the desire. Blind Bart. He's got the desire for healing, but he lacks the means. Can he heal himself? I think he'd already done it. What we call that is, there's no self-cure for blind Bartimaeus. Guess who else in this room faced the same situation? You and me. <laughs> there is no self-cure. We had a sin problem. So, behold the Lamb of God. John one twenty nine. He came and took away the sin. Singular of mankind. Oh my goodness. How many people in church still don't even know that? They thought it said sins. No. One. Sin. Took away the sin of the world. And then verse 33 gave us, immersed us in the Holy Spirit. So there's no cure, no way we can cure ourselves. And, uh, here's what the Lord's saying. Here's what the Father's communicating to you through this particular sign, wonder, healing. If you have The desire, I have the means. If you have the desire, I have the means to cure you. Now who's the kingdom belong to? To the poor in spirit? The the humble. You have to admit your need. Pride won't do it. Pride will say, I'm I'm a church attender. I gave an extra hundred in the offering. Right? So there's Jesus plus the stuff I'm doing. Pride, flee it. He told the Pharisees, if you would admit you're blind, your sins would be forgiven. But because you say you can see, your sin remains on you. It's crazy to watch our world, our government, all the things going on in our country. They really think they have answers. They have nothing. Nothing. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Isaiah 9. When he comes, the government will be upon his shoulders. Man's made for government. It's true, we need it, but it's internal. It's the greatest form of government ever introduced to mankind. Way better than communism, way better than fascism, even better than democracy. I know, don't breathe the air out of the room. It's even better in democracy. It's internal. So no amount of laws that we put on Ron can change his heart. We might be able to restrain his behavior a little bit. But all that's going to do is arouse the flesh. That's what the law does. Why there's so much turmoil and fussing and fighting in the country. Everybody's putting laws on everybody. That's why I say it's a self-righteous spirit. We have to pray against that and loose the righteousness of God again in our nation. It comes through Christ and it comes internally. It's the greatest form of government that there is. So I want to say it again. If you have the desire, the Lord says to you, I have the means. All I need you to do is receive. Will you accept it? I mentioned earlier how the Old Testament reveals how What happens when man's left to deal with sin and sickness and all that on his own? He's got no recourse. But in the new covenant, God comes. The only one who can deal with our sin and separation does through his son, Jesus Christ. And you need to change your perspective. You know, if your political party and beliefs don't allow you uh, to wash somebody else's feet, then you've elevated your politics as Lord instead of Jesus. Because he may, he may full tell you to go wash that person's feet. <laughs> if we believe, like they did, man born blind, blind Bartimaeus, that it's all because of your sin, that's why bad stuff is happening to you, why would we help anybody? Remember when Katrina hit New Orleans? There were all kinds of Christians running into New Orleans. They had boats, they had waters, they had food. I mean, they're, they're running down there to help. If those Christians believe that God sent Katrina to punish all those people, then they're opposing the will of God when they go down there. And that doesn't look like Jesus to me. Look like Jesus when we ran down there and we helped. Amen. They're suffering. There's pain. Here we are. We're here to help. God cares about our situations in life and He's here to help. Amen. How are we doing on time? One more. Oh yeah. As we, the Lord says, as we cry out, you know, for Him, surrender to His Lordship, when the culture cries out for wholeness, God's going to deliver and He's going to deliver through you. All right? I don't really have time for this one. Let me give you one more. How do we know our Father wills health and wholeness for us like blind Bartimaeus? Number one, there's no sickness in heaven, Matthew 6.10. Number two, disease is an enemy which Jesus clearly fought against. Mark 2.17, He actually calls Himself a physician. People who say God's not interested, if you're, you're sick, you just got to be that way. It's probably God's will. Jesus called Himself A physician. He's very much interested in your health. Why? He wants you here to help affect change and the government of God on this planet. Nobody in heaven needs your help. They're all here. Yeah. He wants you here. You did not fall from heaven. Lucifer did. You fell from your leadership position in the earth. Mankind, that's what I'm telling We're all part of mankind, right? I got the right room. We're all human beings. We didn't fall from heaven. So when he restores you, Jesus Christ redeems you, takes you back to what you lost. He's not trying to get you to heaven. He's restoring your leadership position in the earth, Adam. Where God said, Be fruitful and multiply. Take Dominion on behalf of God. Now, I'm not taking heaven away from you to be absent from the bodies, be present uh, with the Lord. Amen? But we can't have this whole flight mentality, man. Let's put on the authority that Christ has given us. Let's live the authority of the believer and deal the devil and his darkness some damaging blows. Let's go out with a shout, amen? Let's go out with a bang. Amen. <laughs> We won't, We may die martyrs, but we won't die of boredom. <laughs> Number three, he built into your body to fight disease inherently and instinctively. Third John 2, I desire that you prosper and be in health even as your soulish man prospers. So make sure you prosper your soulish man. Number four, Jesus, who is our Father's perfect image, didn't put sickness on anybody. John 10.10 10, rightly divides it. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundant. Let's, let's be the abundant lifers, Dan. That when people see us, they see Him. Let's, let's have abundant life in this culture. Because we, we stick out like a sore thumb these days. Everybody's sad. Everybody's downtrodden. Everybody's angry. We're not from the kingdom of this world. Amen. Number five, the Bible says His Word heals us, and God did send His Word. Psalm 107.20, He sent His Word and healed us. John 1.14 says the Word became flesh. It must be God's will for us to have health and wholeness because His Word heals us, and He sent His Word. <laughs> Amen. All right, that's all I got. Are you blessed? All right, let's stand together. Scott, you guys can come. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. (laughs) Now, I got some more next week. I got some more for next week. If you face sickness, here's what you got to do. Okay, that's next week. And then we'll get into John 5, the, the man at the pool of Bethesda. But hey, this week... This week, make sure you sit with the Father. Sit with His Spirit and say, Hey, this miracle you did, what are you speaking? Because the Father is the one doing the works. Because Jesus came to give His relationship with Father to you. That you'd be born of Him. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here this morning, you say, Brother Steve, I'm not born again. I need to get born again. I want the Spirit of Christ living in me to cleanse me and to make me experientially right with God, that I'm lining up with being right with God through Jesus Christ, and I want to be born again. Anybody here, if that's you, raise your hand, say, pray for me, Steve. I want to be born again. Thank you. Thank you. Back in the back. Anybody else? I want to be born again. Thank you, Solomon. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Four people. Anybody else? This is the greatest decision a human can make. Amen. Derek, right back there with Joe's parents. Would you get back there for me? Right over here with Solomon, Ron. And then there was one more. Oh, right here. Right behind you, Gretchen. Thank you. Anybody else? Well, Terry, just a moment. I need to be born again. I need to receive Christ. Church, let's pray this together with them. Say this out loud. Heavenly Father, I come to you today to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior and as Lord of my heart. Lord Jesus, I welcome you in. Your life, your spirit, your love deep into my heart. And I choose this day That I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to learn to hear your voice. And I'm going to experience eternal life. Knowing God. And knowing you. Thank you Holy Spirit. As the agent of new birth. Making me a brand new creation. In Jesus name. Everybody said come on amen. More joy in heaven. More joy in heaven. Over one. And there were four. (laughs) Amen. We gotta be like, look what the Lord has done or something.